0: Pandemonium Reigns. Yo, family, friends, Pandemonium Reigns. All up in your ears, in your speakers, in your business. I think I found a new intro. I really like saying that. That's fun.
1: It's fun. It's fun and it works. And it's, and it's
0: true statements. It does work. I like being in your business. All up in your business. Yeah. It is Rain. week two of the college football season and we're here to talk about it. Before we do... Make sure you hit like and subscribe. We're doing well on our platforms. We appreciate that. You guys telling your mamas and your daddies about us. Thank you so, so, so much. With that said, let's dive into week two conversation. Alabama, Texas. The game that we've been talking about basically since Bryce Young avoided that sack, ran down the right sideline, and the Tide kicked a field goal to get out of Austin. We've been waiting for this rematch since that time. Haven't we? Yes, it's here. It's Saturday. Uh, I believe we've got a late kickoff, a 7 o'clock kickoff. I just had correct. it pulled up, and now it's, correct. it is gone. So we've got a 7 o'clock kickoff. We've got Alabama minus 7. We've got an over-under of 54. Is that right?
1: That is correct on ESPN.
0: Man. What are your initial thoughts on this thing, man?
1: Oh, man. I am so conflicted about this game. I don't take much from either opponent's week one matchup other than Milro probably looked a little bit better than I thought he might in week one, you know, opponent notwithstanding being an MTSU. Uh, he looked a little bit better than I probably expected, but I just don't know, man. I don't have a great feel for this. I, I'm – If I'm betting it, I'm hesitant to bet Alabama by the touchdown. I could certainly, certainly see them winning by more because it's what they've done for so many years. But I'm hesitant if I'm betting this game. I guess I guess if I have a feeling about it, I'm I'm thinking about a close game where Texas maybe just runs out of gas on the road or Alabama really starts to flex its muscles over the course of the full four quarters at home, at night. I don't know if you've seen all of the – the petty factors of this game are you are you up to speed on this?
0: No, I'm not. Fill me okay, in Okay,
1: well, if you're if you recall, last year Texas was not very kind with they weren't a great host. Um, they gave Alabama you know the minimum amount of seats that you have to give it a, a, a visiting fan base. It was up upper deck. The band didn't travel for Alabama. The million dollar band. Um, you know a lot of a lot of pettiness. There was complaints about the locker room being as hot as it was outside on the field. Um, and, and Alabama complained about that, you know, as far as how their game went. And they're returning the favor. Um, Texas is getting, again, the minimal amount. Only upper deck visiting seats, I believe, are being offered. No seats for the band. Full pettiness bowl here. I'm all, I'm here for that. I hope it leads to some chippy situations and just maximum chippiness on the field without anything getting too out of hand. I'm here for it. But I don't have a great feel for what's going to happen. I think, I do think it's a close game where Texas just, Runs out of gas there towards the end.
0: I can see why you would say that. However, this is one of the better Texas rosters that we've had on paper in many, many, many years. Right? It is. Uh, people say, "Well, Texas has always recruited well." Not exactly. Uh, not until until recently, actually, they've got the star power on offense to do it. Right? Quinn just Worthy, Whittington, and the Mitchell. last time we talked about Texas, we missed Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've <laughs> they've got they've got the firepower to do it. Alabama is one of those teams I think if you're going to beat them it's a lot like Georgia you're going to have to do it on the edge right yeah. you're going to have to yeah. win some one-on-one battles you're going to have to you know uh, beat them deep so they they've got the formula can they can they execute the formula I think what I'm way more excited about is despite the outcome what's the narrative coming out of this game and Texas and the SEC Texas okay so let's say that Alabama just you know <clears throat> either wins close or you know Curb stomps them. Well, you know what we're going to hear. Texas doesn't belong in this conference. They need to go back where they've come from. You know they're mm-hmm. they're never going to arrive yet. Which I think is foolishness. All right. Yeah. Not real sure how joining this conference is going to affect them in the recruiting department. But I don't think it's going to get worse. I think yeah. it can. I think it can only get better if Texas comes in and either wipes the floor or beats you know Alabama by a field goal. Whatever. I think the narrative is the same. Hey. Yeah, you know, here's your welcome, Matt. Come on in. Right, it's
1: that, it's that, and then it's the end of saving is what it's going to be if, if that happens. That's going to be your you, narrative. Your narrative,
0: as like the dynasty is over.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like he's gone, he's gone or anything like that. But that their run is over. That's that's what the media will push, I think, if that scenario plays out and Texas comes in and really puts it on them. You know what I mean? or, or just keeps them. Arms length the entire game. They lead throughout. I think. I think you'll hear about Saban as much as you'll hear about Welcome to the SEC. They really do belong. Stuff like that.
0: Well, that's that's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we're going to have to get into the prediction point at some point. Over under is fifty four. Alabama minus seven. What do you got?
1: Give me the under. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I just I'm I'm worried about Texas in that environment for some reason. You know, I know they play in, in in some raucous environments, but I think it will be next level being a night game in Tuscaloosa. I'm a little worried for them, uh, Alabama. Again, Millrose is going to have to show me that he can that he can really do it. Uh, you know, what if what if around halftime or third quarter, you know, uh, Buckner or Ty Simpson is knocking on the door and and they need to make a change? That would not be encouraging for me for Alabama. Um, so I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust the defense is a little bit more. And I'm going to go with Texas to cover Alabama to win.
0: I like that a lot. I like it a lot. The only place that I'm going to differ is I'm going to take the over okay. because my heart wants a shootout so bad. I, I want would love it. I want nine overtimes. I don't care if it's the two point play. <laughs> I don't care. I want. I want a hundred points and just two point conversions over and over and over again. I think I think we have the potential for that kind of game. Uh, you know the barn brother. Bar, that's not a word. Barn burner trading blows back and forth. Uh, so I'm gonna take the over. I mean, if if they both go 35 apiece, that's over. If they go, oh, yeah. I mean, if they go 20, 28 apiece. What, what's, what's Yeah, yeah if they go 28 apiece, yeah, you know that'd do it. So I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you that Alabama wins. Texas covers in that department. I'm going to say something like a three to four point loss for Texas. And it goes back to our conversation when we originally covered Texas because of the brand, because of the logo. Can't believe I'm doing this Uh, until they show me otherwise that you're capable of doing it, that you're capable of knocking off, you know, Goliath. I'm not going to bet you to do it. So give me, give me the over Alabama wins. Texas covers. I like it. Nebraska travels to Colorado. And for the casual listeners or the people under 25, y'all, this was once a heated, bitter rivalry, but conference realignment ruined that for us, which it's going to continue to do going forward. With that said, the national conversation now, after Colorado comes off of that 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 close win over upsetting TCU, who is now ranked the number twenty two, Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, this conversation is totally different. You might as well take our first time we covered this this Colorado team and just throw it away. It means nothing. Toss it. Delete the episode. Right. It's it's done because. Posse. What's the um, – who was the old Vikings coach who who gave the famous line? They are who we thought they were. Oh. Well, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They are not who we thought they were. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, they're going to be entertaining to watch. You made a great point in, in our phone call earlier. This is probably a team that we just need to cover from here on out. Just keep so. a clo- close eye on because uh, it, it's just going to be wild for them going forth. Nebraska had the extremely disappointing yet another close loss to Minnesota. They had they had winning or the success, the win in their hands. Let it go to the Golden Gophers and P.J. Flick, Fleck, whatever his name is, Sky Uma, rode the boat, whatever, all that stuff. <laughs> here we are. Let's see if we can find the line here. This is a little low, in my opinion. Yeah. Over under is set at 59 and a half. That's a little high. And then Colorado minus three. Hit me with your best shot.
1: Boy, 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 We're, we are. We're going to have to talk about Colorado, I think, weekly until they give us reason not to at this point because I still can't get past that game in, in week one down in uh, at, at TCU. Yeah. I'm with mm-hmm. you. Uh, 59 and a half seems high because to me, to me and, and I'm not saying they couldn't do it, but it feels like Colorado would have to do the heavy lifting there, man. It really does. Yes, agreed. Nebraska's agreed. offense. Now, now credit to Nebraska's defense. They, I mean, they held tough until. Again, they held tough until they basically couldn't anymore, and their offense put them in so many bad spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps they're better defensively than we thought they were. You know, perhaps they've they've got a couple pieces that I liked watching them against Minnesota, rooting for them against Minnesota. But I'm going to go under yet again. Mm. I just, again, I think it's too much heavy lifting for either. Mr. Sims at quarterback for Nebraska, who I don't know how he'll keep that job after watching Week One, um, or for Colorado, I just think it's too much heavy lifting one way or the other. I don't, I don't like that number. I'm going to go under if I bet that. But my God, I'm going to put my house and my cars, and yet again everything I own on Colorado to cover three points. I mean, oh for sure. What in the world does Vegas know? Because they also host this game. I mean, three points at home is all they're yep. getting after yeah. doing what they did,
0: and the crowd's going to be on fire. The tickets they're are around $400 fire. for nosebleeds.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be on fire. The place is going to be jumping, especially if they do – I mean, if they do anything, first drive or first – whether they can get a defensive stop and the place is going to burn down after after last week. I just – that's a number where I'm asking what the world does Vegas know that that we may not. Um, but, again, I'm going to ride with that. I'm putting, I'm putting a lot of stuff on it. Uh, that that they'll cover a – well, they have to win by four, but my gosh, I think they'll win by 21 or 28 at this point. Not really yeah. thinking too much about it. So, yeah, Nebraska covers, but I think I'll take the under.
0: If you're Nebraska, which – I have two questions I'm for sorry. you.
1: Colorado covers, my bad.
0: I, somehow that's what I heard. Two yeah. questions for you. First question, what does Nebraska have to do in order to win this game? Second question, how important is it that Colorado steps on Nebraska's throat? You know, for national media purposes, the devastating loss that Nebraska had, the big win that Colorado had. What do you think,
1: man? To, to answer your second question first, I think, I think that's what they're going to try to do. A part of me worries that Colorado could be flying too high, uh, and maybe that's what Vegas is looking at. With that, with that only being a three point line, I don't think that's in Dion's nature, man. I mean. I don't I don't think that's in his nature at all. I don't think he can get enough success right now to to please him alone. And I think his team kind of carries that based on how they looked in week 1. We'll see again because because it is a long season. What was your first question again?
0: What's Nebraska's game plan? What do they have to do in order to win this yeah, game?
1: Boy, man. I I guess I guess you just you're going to try to run Sims until his legs fall off. That's what you're I was going to say. Spray and beg that you can win the line of scrimmage with your defense at least and and really pressure Sh- Shador Sanders, not allow them to get anything going offensively. You better pray and and find ways to create some turnovers because momentum will be key. Just like we said, I think, you know, they win the kick, they win the toss, and, and the place is going to burn down from from momentum out there at Colorado. I don't know, man. It's it's a huge, huge ask for Nebraska at this point. And I just don't – I don't like anything about it.
0: I totally agree. Run Sims until his legs fall off. Get get dynamic in the play calls for him to take off running. It's got to be more than just, you know, Q- QB draws, some things that, that they tried to do against Minnesota. You need to run some uh, uh, uh counter traps designed for the QB on um, all kinds of stuff. Get him yeah. going. Get him going early. Let him get into a rhythm. Let him get into a feel for the game. I don't like it. I think Colorado, the state is going to be on fire. That that yeah. Uh, again, we've we we we've already referenced the ticket sales. Even if Nebraska can successfully pull that off and run him well, let's say he runs for plus 200. If you just take a glance at the total yards from last week, <laughs> where Nebraska only put up 295 against Minnesota, and Colorado hung 565 on TCU... I just think at this point, until we see something different out of Nebraska, similar to the to, to the Texas conversation, until we see something different, I think this could get ugly for Nebraska. Yeah. I'm going to take the under because again, I think it's going to be too much to ask Colorado to. I mean, you're you're gonna, they're going to be carrying what eighty percent, ninety percent of the weight, right? To yeah, to, to supersede that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take. Colorado to do more than cover just to put it nicely. Yeah. I think it's way more yeah. than 3. So
1: Yeah, that, I just we'll, we'll see what Vegas knows there. It's really confusing but way too low it seems.
0: The only thing that I want to see once this game is over and Colorado fans have stormed the field, just like when Tennessee fans stormed uh, you know the the field after Tennessee's game-winning field goal over Alabama, uh, Dixieland Delight, you know. Rain through the ears of the people. I want to hear guy on a buffalo (laughs) after Colorado beats down Nebraska. Yes. Give me that. Give me Colorado guys on a buffalo by a hundred. The Aggies travel down to South Florida to take on the hurricanes. We've got a spread set at, AM minus four and an over under of 51. So many questions. Who are the Aggies? Who are the Hurricanes? Are they improved? What's the Fisher Petrino relationship? What's the relationship between Crystal Ball and the rest of Miami? Right. What's going on in these two places? A lot, a lot to talk about. Not sure how to build my conversation because I don't know what to build it on. However, Two big brands, two big names, big game, 330, ABC. We got to talk about it. Where do you think this is going?
1: Boy, boy, boy. Here's, here's what, what when, I, when I talked about not being sure what Vegas was doing with, with Colorado minus three hosting Nebraska. This is the type of stuff. This is the juice that Vegas could have done with that game on a smaller scale. They've got Texas A&M minus four here, and I – I think this game really belongs as a, like a pick you know, like even dead even. We don't know which way it's going to go because, like you just said, the unknowns about these teams who look good in week one matchups against inferior opponents. But, again, what are they going to be coming off of just atrocious years at their respective schools and get their respective schedules last year? Who are they going to be? Mm-hmm. I was looking back at 2022's mm-hmm. version of this game in College Station, and I'm not sure how Miami lost it because they had – Two backs averaging over five five per carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did miss two field goals. They would have still lost that game 17-16 if they made them. So it looks like they would get down the field and you know not be able to convert those into touchdowns. Is what it looks like. Can they do that? Because Texas yeah. A and M, they're going to have plenty of speed on that defense. They're going to be pretty fasty in the trenches. I think you can uh, cleanly say. So what's that Miami offensive line going to look like? What's Tyler Van Dyke going to look like? Yeah, there's a lot of, been a lot of buzz historically for that guy. Can he live up to it? And can Connor Wagman do the same thing for AM? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but he actually got some Heisman bump based on their victory last week over sisters of the poor and blind and uh, those people. <laughs> um, he actually got some Heisman buzz over that game. Okay, my gut, perhaps I'm being one of those SEC clowns here, but I think my gut tells me that Miami has a little bit more to work out holistically, not just on their offense like we've seen with AM at times. So my gut tells me that AM should, could win this game by a touchdown or two and, and mm-hmm. cover plus win. I think that's what I'm going to ride with because, sure, both teams looked bad last year, but I guess at least AM didn't get smoked at home by MTSU. There weren't things like that happening in College Station, though they did lose to Appalachia State and had several head scratchers. I'm going to ride with the Aggies. Not a ton of confidence at all. If you can't hear that in my voice, and did we say 51? We did. My God, mm-hmm. I'm going under on that, dude. I'm sorry. I know yeah. that's not much to ask. Mm-hmm. That's only two or three touchdowns a apiece, this all, and, and a field goal here or there is all that's asking for. Mm-hmm. I can't say that right now. Maybe it's yeah. a shootout. I'm hoping for a fun game. For sure. Uh, because that is ahead of Tennessee's kickoff. I'll certainly have eyes on it, but I can't go over 51 with what we know about these teams right now.
0: Completely and totally fair. I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you on this on this bus. And I'm gonna ride with the Aggies as well, just because if we're if we're comparing this off of week one, which they both played nobodies, and we're basing it off last year, which they were both on the struggle bus. <clears throat> I have to default to paper. I think you know who's better on paper, yeah. and I really like the Aggie roster. These guys are still loaded, you know, and, yeah. and that's no discredit to Miami and what Crystal Ball has done in the portal. You know, you referred to them as the portal. Kings last year, something they, along those they are lines. They're trying to
1: be. They are trying to be for sure.
0: Well, maybe Dabo can take a take an email or two on on <laughs> he that. Needs to. You know, you, you mentioned Connor Wagman. He threw five scores against the School for the Art and the Blind. Not bad. Kind of <laughs> kind of hard to do, no matter. Even if you are playing University of New Mexico. Yeah. Eighteen for twenty three, two thirty six. You know, I have a little bit of questions about the running game, 7 for 51, 6 for 26, you know, the 7 you just for took 51 my is next away from
1: me. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that is a 7.3 yard average. 29 for 134 is is barely under 5 per carry though. And then you have Miami who played Miami, which might have been <laughs> because of the Miami Ohio quarterback providing some locker room material and referring to themselves as the real Miami. Whatever, neither yeah. here nor there, I reckon. Tyler Van Dyke, 17 for 22, 201, a touchdown and a pick. I believe it's Henry Parrish Jr. Henry, still yeah. there, still in college. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine for 90, 10 yards of carry and a score. I come back to basically everything that I led off with. I'm going to take the Aggies just because a lot of questions on both. Mm, I mean, NTSU came into your building and Broke the U over their knee. Oh, I'm not. I don't think that net seasons necessarily carry over, but stuff like that's hard to get past and you, you have to overcome it. If you can beat AM, I think that might be something to wipe away those, you know, those tears. You would think home field advantage would be a thing that's non existent. Miami got something uh, th- for you on that too. Well, they, the fans only show up when they win, so you beat AM, you do it soundly, you'll probably have fans start filtering back into Hard Rock Stadium, which is located off-site from you know, Miami's campus. <clears throat> well, you Again. will,
1: because if you buy a ticket to this game, you get a BOGO deal for when they host Georgia Tech later in the year. That's so where they're at right now.
0: That's Vanderbilt stuff. That's
1: Vanderbilt stuff. Go get your ticket at Barnes & Noble if you're Vanderbilt, and then... Miami, they're going to do a BOGO deal for a ticket later on.
0: My goodness. What was this point that you were going to make?
1: That was the one for the fans. The other thing is that I'll probably like Miami's rushing attack a little bit better, Henry Payer still being there, uh, none of the Aggies, the, the Texas A&M rushing attack being back from last year. So perhaps I like Texas A&M through the air a little bit more, where I like Miami on the ground a little bit more. But I think for that to really have an effect, they'd have to cash in early be able to put some pressure on Texas AM on the clock because these games are just flying by mm-hmm. and and you know you're seeing the number of drives deteriorate as Kiffin and uh, Chip Kelly have many have complained about you and I have done it. Um, so I think that's what it would take for Miami is to really get it going early, put pressure on the clock, make AM be efficient when they are driving the football. Uh, but again, I think I think they would have to do that in order to really cash in on that.
0: Agreed. So we're both taking the under of 51 and we're both taking AM to cover, correct? We are over under fifty one. We take the under. A and M covers the minus four. Aggies go to Coral Gables and get the win. The Ducks are going to fly south for the autumn and take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, led by Coach McGuire. And his words from last year reign supreme: "That college football runs through Lubbock." No says I says the Cowboys of Wyoming as they defeated Texas Tech last week in Cheyenne, Wyoming? C- Laramie. Laramie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, not familiar with my Midwest. Still, this over-under is at, it's high. It's high at 69. I think you and I are going to both agree that Oregon's going to do the, the heavy lifting there. Yeah, agreed. It's the spread that gets me. Minus Oregon, minus six and a half. What do you think about this? Again,
1: again, I think Vegas is really tempting here because people are going to look at, oh, Texas Tech went up to Wyoming for whatever reason. I don't know why that game was played there. Loses a close game. They're going to, people are going to hammer Oregon. Perhaps the Ducks don't have the same luck flying south to Lubbock as they did hosting Portland's, uh, you know, segment of the Sisters of the Blind and, and Poor and those folks yet again. That's what Vegas is doing, I think. And I think I like Oregon to cover that. I'm, again, I know I'm playing right into it, even though I just kind of told you what I think is happening. I think I'm playing into it, man. Wyoming gets 35 on Texas Tech, but Oregon can't cover a touchdown spread. I mean, that's that's tough for me. I, and I'm, again, I know I'm playing into exactly what I just described. But Oregon is the establishment here, which is another issue I have here is trusting the establishment. That's what I do. So it sure. gets me killed in betting. Um, and I don't like that Texas Tech has all this buzz coming into the year. All this buzz if you're if you're dug into the sport. If you're casual, you missed it. You didn't hear it. But mm-hmm. people love Coach McGuire. People love what he's done down there. I love it. Program around quite quickly from where they had been. Um, people have loved it. They got so much buzz, they almost erased it in week one. Um, and I think that you can't afford to start 0-2 if you're those guys, but I'm afraid that they're going to, I'm afraid that Oregon's gonna walk down there and cover it. That's just kind of where I'm at for this game.
0: I got you. I'm with those something out there that I hope and pray to the Lord good God almighty that you disagree with, but I think coach McGuire is actually a guy who could go into Columbia and South Carolina and find success.
1: Yeah, no. No I, I I hate that, but but I think he's a dude, man. I really do. I don't again, I don't know. And maybe they lost guys from last year's team that that did kind of surge on us, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah, Maybe they lost guys from that squad, and they're not quite prepared to replace them. I mean, web games are hard to win, sometimes even when it is at Wyoming. I'm not not really be- making jokes here, not really taking jabs. But I think he's a guy that could win in a lot of those middle-tier to, to, yes. to lower-upper-tier places. I mean, Texas Tech has been successful before. Spurrier brought success to Columbia. I mean, I think he could kind of do some of the same things. I like that guy. But I'm, yes. I'm my my eyebrows are up. I've got a few red flags based on week one here, and mm-hmm. I'm afraid. Again, I, I'm rooting for Texas Tech in this game, not to cover to win the game. I, I'd like mm-hmm. to see them do it. Give me some chaos because that Pac-12. I don't want them just walking into the playoff scenarios. And when the when the polls start coming out in November, I don't want them walking into that unscathed. Um, I really want them to be tested and and have a loss here there to, to make it tough. But I'm afraid that. I'm, I'm afraid for their sake here, for the Red Raiders, that they that they could get kind of smoked here if they're not careful.
0: I agree with you. I, I think for, as far as the Pac-12 goes, I think they're just going to beat up on one another. Yeah, there's a lot of parity in in the Pac-12. Yeah. But what jumps off the page for me statistically for this Texas Tech-Oregon game is Texas Tech put up 430 yards of total offense last year. Or last, blah, blah, last week. <laughs> wow. Oregon, I know they played Portland State. I know they're deaf and blind. They put up <laughs> 729 yards of offense. Yeah. My gosh. And yeah. you, you know where I'm about to go with this. And you know my opinion on Bo Nix. I'm really, really high on Bo Nix. I am. I am. People have got to get out of their mind. Um, his time at Auburn. All right. That, that, that is over. It is done. The guy put up 381 yards of, of, of passing. Uh, again, I know Portland State. I know, but at some point again, we got to make predictions. I'm going to take the under 69. Just real high. I think it's yeah, just it really, is. really high. I'm going to take Oregon to win, and I'm going to take Oregon to cover. I think you're probably looking at a 10 point difference here. I think Texas Tech bounces back in a sense that you know they kind of go toe to toe, they jab for jab. Um, Butch Jones would call it a moral victory. You oh. Know? What yeah. you're going to see out of Texas Tech is, is them b- b- bouncing back. I know it's going to come in the form of a loss, but you'll see fight out of these guys. I'm high on Joey McGuire, high on Texas Tech Red Raiders. I'm looking forward to the future McGuire. Is he going to stay in Lubbock for the long run? I think he's going to continue to win there. Not off to a great start. I think they're overall they're going to bounce back, though. Would love to see him in a Blue Blood program, a big-name brand. You know, don't want to see it at Florida. That's not the place. That's not what I'm getting at. Some other place, not, you know, the conference, you know, let's go with like. Go West, young man. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Let's no program comes to mind because I'm like, well, that guy's not leaving. That guy's not leaving. Uh, I about went NC State and I was like, well, they're not blue bloods. Anyway. Wasting time at this point, so you're taking the over. Uh, you're taking the under as well.
1: I'm gonna take the under. I know that's a little risky because Oregon can obviously move the ball up and down the field. We'll see if Texas Tech can can prevent that. I think is what it would take. I don't think they're gonna contribute much to it in terms of pushing that over. So mm-hmm. we're gonna see if they can hold Oregon back from from doing the heavy lifting there.
0: And you are taking Texas Tech to win outright, though.
1: No, 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 no. Take taking Oregon to to cover. And oh,
0: okay. But you want, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Rooting What for you're Texas picking Tech, yeah. and what you want uh, is very different. Make sure you're tuning in this one. It's going to be 7 o'clock on Fox. Make sure that your cable provider, unlike Spectrum, will be provide, providing this game for you. You do not want to miss this one. Will the Texas Tech Red Raiders bounce back? What will Bo Nix look like against some school that's not deaf and blind? Can't wait to tune in this one. Got my money on the Ducks. Same. All right, before we land this plane today, let's just touch on a few games before we get out of here. I want to briefly touch on Auburn at Cal. Auburn traveling to Cal Berkeley. Auburn sitting at minus six and a half for this one. Cal had a convincing win, I believe, as they traveled to North Texas, if I remember that right. That sounds correct. What is this world coming to when when Power Fives travel to Group Fives? I'm not not sure did Cal collect a check on that did they <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so to go uh, just yeah, yeah, so just want to touch on this one real quickly. if you did not see Auburn play last week, yes, I know they played the Minutemen, whatever they were doing a a lot of the little things well filling gaps uh getting getting push on the offensive line, you know they ran well. When they got into the red zone, they 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 the media kept re- referring to Robbie Ashford as red zone Robbie. So you know, hey, listen, whatever you got to do to get into the end zone, which is something they couldn't do last year. Whatever uh, they tackled in the open field, well, I thought they covered well. I, I know it's I know it's UMass, but some of these things they were not doing against you know inferior competition last year. They were just out talenting you know some of those schools. Um, and as you show that that or as you saw that that doesn't always work, uh, I'm going to take Auburn here to cover uh, the six and a half. Uh, I'm actually going to take them to win pretty convincingly. I think there's a I think even despite Auburn's talent deficiencies, I think there's a talent gap. Interested yeah. to see Justin Williams see if he gets any touches for the Cal Golden Bears. Rooting for that kid. Um, you wanted to touch on Utah at Baylor. What you got on this one?
1: Yeah, um, a similar trend of Vegas just playing games with us. Utah's only, only a touchdown, 7.5-point favorite on the road at Baylor who needs this win like -hmm. they need their next breath. Um, Losing to Texas State. Texas State's really interesting because they basically basically did what Colorado did, but you never heard about it because it's not Deion Sanders. It's not Colorado. They exclusively recruited the portal is essentially Mm -hmm. what they did.
0: T.J. Uh, Finley is your quarterback in Texas you'll State. You'll remember Carolina.
1: that T.J. Finley is your quarterback at Texas State. Uh, they actually have an interesting game against UTSA this week who kind of dropped the ball against Houston. So th- th- yeah. those are going to be games that are really fun to watch for guys like you and I uh, yeah. who just eat the sport up. you know. But, again, Texas State beats Baylor. And, and again, Vegas is, is hoping to trap us here. It's only 7.5. Uh, the spread in favor of Utah looks like no – uh, Dave Grohl, I mean, Cam Rising at quarterback, looks like he'll be out once again as he recovers from that ACL. Um, I don't think that's going to matter if Baylor doesn't get a lot fixed quite quickly uh, because they're a really fundamentally strong team. Mm-hmm. I don't think the road environment will be too much for them at Baylor. I know that, that Baylor can be a fun place uh, to watch games, so I'm intrigued to see how it goes. I think I'm going to ride with, with Utah yet again, yet again stepping right into Vegas's trap. Probably uh, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if Baylor does cover that, but I think I'm going to ride with Utah uh, because of the things that they did show in week one against Florida um, and how good they look. Um,
0: it doesn't seem to matter
1: that their, that their quarterback is, is MIA so far this season as he recovers, I'm going to ride with the Utes.
0: I like it. Notre Dame is going to travel to NC state. Notre Dame is negative seven and a half point favorites. old Miss. At Tulane, that is not a pushover. Interesting no. to see that one. Quinshawn Judkins will, will, will set Guinness Book of World Records with 80 touches over the weekend. It's a full slate. Make sure you don't miss it. I'm interested in Kansas, uh, Illinois. Interested in UNC, App State. Excited yes. to watch the Tar Heels going forward. I, they might have a defense. Iowa, Iowa State, rivalry game there. Oklahoma State at Arizona State. Wake Forest, Vandy. Just kidding. Nobody cares. <laughs> I did that hey thank you guys so much for I need to shut up sometimes thank you guys so much for I just say too many words for hanging out with us we love you guys Uh, always a fun always a fun time uh, doing this with you my guy my boy to the very end I have to do one thing before we hop off here at the time of this recording all right, it is our buddy's birthday did you know that? I did not know that I'm going to give a public shout out to Colton Brown happy birthday buddy 31 years old, 31, 17, it's the same thing, whatever.
1: Don't look, look, don't look a day over 21, my man. Happy birthday to you.
0: Colton Brown, happy birthday, my guy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening, letting us tickle your ears. This is Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan, he's Mike. God bless. Go, boss.
1: Pandemonium Reigns.